And welcome back to another episode of the Playing With Power podcast, the retrospective journey through the the Nintendo Power magazines of our youth. Uh, we've made it up to volume 64, which is September of 1994. Uh, ben is not lending his dulcet tones to us tonight, or today, or whenever you're listening to this. Uh, he's on vacation with the fam, so that leaves... Me, John, with our like forever Canadian friend Mike. Hi. <laughs> um, so, uh, any housekeeping we have to do before we get started? Uh, just hi. This is the Mortal Kombat issue, and uh, we haven't even. <laughs> we can get to that. <laughs> oh, right. we're, we're anyway, just catch up on how we're doing. How you doing, let's, John? Let's just let's just rip right into it. It's all good. <laughs> All right, so cover. Oh, I got, uh, I got cover. news. Thanks for asking. Ah, that's ah, going to start. To all right, I said. Uh, all right, okay. All right, what do you have going on, Mike? I got a new job. Hey, yay! Do you just like go Facebook. to the park and there's a hole in the wall? And whatever comes through, you have to suck it. <laughs> no, it's uh, someone on Facebook said that uh, a co-worker had quit on them and they didn't want to work the weekend shift alone so huh. uh, they just said that they were uh, they just said what the job was and that it was a night janitor at a hotel hey well you don't sleep at night anyway so that seems perfect yeah I mean, well, by the time I'm done the buses will the buses will be running so yeah I get there and I get back welcome back to the world of the gamefully employed. Yay, I hope this will last at least a couple months. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Uh, volume 64, as we said, is, well, as Mike kind of alluded to, Mortal Kombat 2. Uh, we have a rather ominous cover here with uh, Scorpion and uh, some sort of dragon, uh, like cart- hand-drawn dragon, like in the background of the image. He's like kind of... Peeking his head out over the Nintendo Power logo, you can only see the yeah, W E R like a, and Power. It's like a so. weird dragon bird. Yeah, because it's got like a beak instead of a snout. Yeah. Where weird is it? Like it doesn't even look like the Mortal Kombat dragon. No. That we all know. Yeah. So. Scorpion looks pretty neat though. He's got like a his mask on, but it, instead of looking. Like it usually does. This one, it's like just flat out being a uh, a spinal cord. Yeah, with the rib cage. It kind of looks like if Scorpion was like on an episode of the X Files or something. I don't know. It's kind of got this <laughs> okay. like blurry like look to him. He's got the soulless like yellow in- intense yellow eyes going on. Yeah. yeah, it looks looks like one of Christian Bale's blue flower hallucinations. <laughs> God, I need to watch that again. It's been a while. Yeah, if like it's like if Scorpion was in the Misfits. There we go. Uh, let's see what else do we have. We have a Killer Instinct six-page exclusive, and it's funny how it. they have to go like so many pages into it's a fighting game. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of love for the fighting game in you, is is there? You're not not a big fighting game guy. <laughs> so, all right. Anything else we want to talk about? The, the strong, like, yellow hues to this cover. So, I mean, it may, maybe brings out some hatred in you because there's some Nintendo orange there going on for you. <laughs> anyway. Oh, brown is the color it's, of Nintendo. Mike just, this, this rage builds up whenever he sees that color. All right. <laughs> in a uh, Super Nintendo game, it's fine. So, uh, let's see. We have inside the cover, we have a new ad, it looks like. It's a gentleman with a goatee an animaniac's hat a pierced tongue and a flannel shirt you can't get much more early 90s than this <laughs> actually I don't know is is that tongue piercing resting on his cheek or does he have or chin or does he have like a piercing through his chin as well I uh, would say that it's like a long curved barbell yeah that he's resting it on his chin and it's probably not the only thing he rests on his chin. Yeah, I, the the dudes with the tongue piercing never been a thing I quite understood. Well, like, like remember Chris Rock in that album? He goes, "Yeah, if a girl has a yeah. tongue piercing. Uh, she'll leave probably it. leave it. And Drop if it. a guy has a Drop tongue piercing, Drop it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this yeah. guy looks like Limp Biscuit during his like cute phase. 
It's Fred Durst, by the way. But yeah. All right, and uh, let's see. So the ad says uh, Nintendo Power is already packed with killer tips. Explaining body piercing to parents isn't one of them. Unless you've got yeah. parents who are roadies for a hardcore band, a little trip to the tattoo shop means a lot of trouble, especially if you spout off about the freedom of expression. But big time punishment isn't so tough to take as long as you can dish it out. That's where Nintendo Power comes in. Every issue is packed with fighting moves, codes, maps, and other tips that'll help you get into all kinds of trouble, and you'll still come out and still come out stoked. Ugh. <laughs> you can't just yeah, be Nintendo this was, Power. This was the nineties. Yeah, Ugh. the hip nineties. At 18 bucks a year, asterisk Canadian residents pay 25. You sure can't beat the price. So pass uh, on the body piercing just join the club. After all, jamming a needle through your tongue doesn't feel so good, and it's definitely nowhere near as fun as punching holes in the competition. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Chris Brown ad, ad campaign. <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, they definitely, it's, the only thing that's really cool about this the, the ad at all is that Animaniacs hat. That's pretty, that's not bad. Like, yeah. I don't even know if they intentionally, like, I don't know. You would think you would have, like, a Nintendo Power hat or something, but no. Yeah, that seems like a little, like, mixed branding right there. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. All right, oh, and then we I have... I can't wait for that show to come back. Animaniacs, oh, yeah. Uh, and then, let's see, we have a Phony Hawk again. That's nothing new. Yeah. Uh, and the table of contents, we have... For the Super Nintendo, uh, we're going to have Mortal Kombat 2, Super Bomberman 2, Pocky and Rocky 2, The Sports Scene, Blackthorn, Aerobiz Supersonic, Vortex, and Shine's Revenge with uh, two Game Boy games, Tasmania and Christmas Island Capers, and the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. With and then there's no the, Nintendo. There's also the Killer Instinct in- exclusive. There's also a Making of Donkey Kong Country... Uh, behind the he- scenes as well as the continuation of the Secret of Mana special from last month. So, and Dick Nose Boy is into water sports this summer, this year, this issue. He's got his Game Boy mounted onto the handlebars of the of the water skier's rope, the The water ski handle, yeah. And then the uh, the wave behind him that he's like cutting out is actually spelling Nintendo in the water droplets that he's spraying up in the air. So. Yeah. He's having a fun old summer. So, let's see. Yep. You can ju- like you can just like hear in the background, "Are you ready for the summer? Are you <laughs> ready for the sunshine?" <laughs> Some summer 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 time. DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's Summertime. see. All right. Players pulse. We have uh, a tied up crocodile. Looks like he did some croc croc hunting. Uh, Steve Irwin style, and uh, tied up a crocodile as the as the sort of the, the placeholder for the, all the players' uh, pulse graphics. Uh, do you want me to get in the first letter? Yeah. All right. Mark Mora of Canoga Park, either Canada or California, writes in. I love your quick plays of Star Tropics and Crystallis. They were a big help. I would like to see more quick plays on such games as The Legend of Zelda, Zelda 2, Jurassic Park for the Super Nintendo. These would really help. Thank you for, thank you for your time and energy. Hmm. So hmm. that's, you know, good suggestions. I don't know if they will or not, but... And then Christopher Maddox from Surrey, British Columbia sends a letter saying, Around my birthday, I received your Super Metroid subscription offer. I didn't have the money at the time, so I set it aside. I opened the next letter. It was a birthday card with $30 in it. I decided right away to renew my subscription. I'll be a member very soon. Thanks for picking the right time. <laughs> it's ki- it's kismet. Wait, so... Is that $30, like, Canadian money? Uh... I... Yeah, no, I would hope so. So it has, like, the queen on it, so it's, like, not legit. All right. All right, so let's see the next letter from Daryl... Oltoff from Astoria Oltoff from Astoria, New York writes in I purchased Super Metroid a week before I completed it and I must say it was a most excellent game once I started playing it I couldn't stop like heroin in fact after I beat it not like heroin I started playing it again to get the better ending by far Super Nintendo Super Metroid (laughs) is the best game I've ever played on any system I had a Super NES basically since it was released, and I'm totally pleased with it. 
I used to have a Genesis, but I just didn't do it for me. The only use I had for the Genesis was to sell it to get money to buy my Super Nintendo. <laughs> I'm a hardcore game player, and the longest it usually takes me to beat a game is a week. The quickest a day. I totally hate the concept of the Game Genie. I think it's cheating. I think cheating is not the answer to finishing a game. Oh, Boo! Yeah. All right. But it anyway. is a way to finish your marriage. <laughs> All right. So, finish Matt this up? Smith. Matt Smith. One of my, like, my second favorite Doctor Who. Hmm. From Dayton, Ohio, says, Last September, my brother turned nine. He got Game Boy for his birthday, so he wanted a Game Boy cake. My mom made him the cake. Could you put it in Nintendo Power, and we see a fucking beautiful cake. Yeah, she did a pretty good job. But mom could be on, like, one of those, like, Cake Master, you know, TV shows. Yeah, mom knows best. No, like, the ones where the cake shows. There's all these, like, cake cake offs and stuff, like, where people make decorative cakes against each other. Oh, yeah, Cake Wars. Yeah. Cake Boss. Cake Fights. <laughs> and then we get to see envelope art with yeah. a fantastic Star Wars-style poster with Darth Vader and Rogue Wings flying over his uh, over his face with R2-D2 in the front, next to Samus with a smoking blaster, and then Sigma from Mega Man X, and then Samus emptying out her septic tank. <laughs> Or uh, uh, using a flamethrower, which, if you have, like, a rocket on your arm and just one arm, you're going to be flying, like, really fucked. But it still makes a good poster. It still makes a good envelope. Like, there's, a, yeah. like, all the joints and everything are drawn perfectly on Samus on both these things. It's fantastic. Yeah, both the, both the Samai were well done. So, <laughs> And then we get to see the Mana Beast from Secret of Mana adorning an envelope, which... Yeah, uh, like an oddly, oddly seductive Mana Beast. <laughs> Yeah, kind of like hiding behind it, like, ah, you want to see my thorny maybe? Whatever. <laughs> we have a clay fighter uh, envelope <laughs> and fishing it off this really awesome Beavis and Butthead like, mashup with Mario and Luigi. With, uh, <laughs> they're on the couch playing Ninten- Mario and Luigi in the style of Beavis and Butthead are playing. Uh, he goes, hey, is Nintendo Power is. Hey, is on Nintendo Power magazine? Cool, bro. Uh, that future above. I, I can't read it. Can you? Yeah, good job. No, because I'm... Whatever. Okay. And they got even... They even got shirts on, like... The, Mario's got, like, a Contra 3 shirt. And I think uh, Mario Bo- Beavis has... Uh, what would it be? Castlevania? I'm not zooming in to look at it. I don't care. It's <laughs> just... It looks cool from, like, regular reading distance. Don't kill yourselves, people. It, All right. it really is fantastic. The, like, this shows, like, even cultural mashups. Before the internet was prominent... People were still doing mashups. And then, let's see, they have... Uh, this month they go back to the you know contest winners, and they have the Baja 500 contest winner. Uh, things could not have been much better for, for Adam Rohde. Not only was he selected as the grand prize winner of the Players' Poll Contest from Volume 56, he was arguably the... It was the winner of arguably the best contest Nintendo Power has ever staged. Adam and his parents, Dan and Sandy, flew from Sandy, into San Diego all the way from Toronto, South Dakota... What? There's a Toronto, South Dakota? There's an Ottawa, Kansas. Alright, I need, sorry. Toronto, South Dakota. Wow, there's a Toronto, South Dakota. That's like when, <laughs> like, Paris, Texas. Alright. So, alright. Paris, Kentucky. Alright, yeah, so, okay. They flew all the way from, what they say, South Dakota and made their way across the Mexican border into Ensenada. Where the race started. The morning before the race, the roadies had breakfast with Ivan Stewart. And later that day, Ivan took Adam off for a wild ride as he pre-ran part of the course. Having played Ivan's video game, Super Off-Road, the Baja, Adam said he wanted to shout, Arriba, Arriba, every time they got air. (laughs) On race day, Adam and his parents hopped in a Toyota 4Runner and raced from pit to pit on the Baja back roads to see action when Ivan stopped for fuel and repairs. They followed Ivan's stats by radio, listening to transmissions between the driver, chase helicopter, and the pits. He fought his way from last place starting position to first, and best of all, they were standing at the finish line screaming when Ivan took the checkered flag. So, eh, that's pretty cool, I guess. And he still hasn't given it back. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, there's no letter from Gail. 
Um, so we head right into the game coverage. We have the cover game, Mortal Kombat 2. Yep, and we get to see Mortal a, Kombat. <laughs> a babality. Do they have a babality in there? Yeah, it says right there. And next to a friendship. <laughs> I remember the friendship ones. I always thought those were funny. But <laughs> he's got like the um, the IGN. Uh, wait, um, Activision LJN rainbow? the LGN LJN rainbow. Yeah. So yeah, babality was like the. If you win as a female character, you can, like... Or is it any character, you turn them into a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I forget. I remember some of the cartoon ones, or the arcade ones, they, like, unzip their shirt and stuff, and, like, so everybody would try to win as that character, just to, like... Anyway. Yeah, neither Mike nor I are giant fighting game guys, and obviously Mortal Kombat 2 was very much in the same vein as the first one, so... <laughs> We get, I do like some of these uh, the covering moves like for Jax we get to see one of his finishing moves the clapper clap on <laughs> clap, clap off, off. <laughs> and we get to see the guy cl- do a Hulk style thunder clap on the guy's skull what is Which pretty is... helpful here is they give you the combo so they say like press and hold low punch toward 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 release low punch you know what the comedian Gallagher does to a watermelon while Jack does the clapper with his same results. So that's the good- really cool that they they at least put in like how to perform. Because that was my biggest problem with these stupid games was like, I'm not going to sit around and figure out the button combos for, you know, when I went on like the rare occasions I would actually win, like figuring out like what the fatality is. Ugh, so... Yeah, sorry, Mike, I cut you off. Oh, no, we just get to see his... Uh, we also get to see his babality. And it says, like, uh, it only works if you don't throw any punches in the final round of the match. So, you know, you have to go, like, out of your way to do that. But the friendship is neat because he does a, a paper cutout, like little paper dolls. And yeah. next we see uh, Liu Kang doing his bicycle kick. Yeah, that thing's devastating. And then a fireball. And then a dragon snack. Where that was, that's, his, <laughs> that's his fatality. Yeah, and then the uh, the babality, it just turns them into a baby. There's nothing Yeah, really probably there. that's all these is that you turn the... The friendship. Into. The friendship is really good, though, because... <laughs> A charter member of the 70s Preservation Society, Liu Kang is on a mission to bring back disco dancing. And it shows him <laughs> cutting some rug. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, All right. we get to see Kong Lao, who throws his uh, razor blade rice paddy hat. And he does... No, he doesn't sign- have a ri- it's not a rice paddy hat, but it's like, it's, you know, whatever. It's like something like that, though. And then he has the, the Siamese cut. Mm-hmm. Which he just runs his blade through the middle and bisects his opponent. Yeah, he basically like puts the uh, puts your opponent like through a bandsaw effectively with your hat being the blade. So, and his oh, let's friend, see, uh, let's see his a friendship. More. His Sorry. friendship is pulling a rabbit out of a hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's see. We also have Barack Obama, <laughs> who his fatality is lift him. Uh, he turns. <laughs> And his friendship maneuver is showing you his birth certificate. Yep. Um, and let's see. Uh, Johnny Cage, he has a heads up, which is just an uppercut, you know, like splattering the head into like a art- artistic like blood splatter on the wall behind. Uh, and then um, let's see. The friendship, I think he gives like a signed photo of himself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's super Johnny Cage. <laughs> he gives that a headshot. Yeah. And uh, his torso ripoff. The first picture, we get to see him looking like he's frisking Melina. Yeah. And then he's again, he gives her the ultimate frisking by giving her a uh, a cavity search through her spinal cord. Yeah. And Melina, like, rips off her mask or something. And she has, it turns out she has, like, a freaking giant, you know, dragon jaw sort of thing. Sucks in her opponent's body and spits out the bones. It's pretty weird, but it's kind of cool when you see it. Uh, yeah. Friendship, see- I think she blows a kiss. Well, no, it says that... 
lovely flower floats at the feet of the of the fighter that she just defeated. No, I was wrong. But she like does something with her hand. Like I forget exactly. She does something kind of. Well, the man eater, as we get to see above, she inhales her opponent and then spits out the bones. Oh, only what I just talked about like like ten seconds ago. Well, you said she rips off her mask and shows like dragon teeth. Yeah, because and then she eats the opponent and spits out the bones. Like what I told you, you weren't listening, of course. Uh, Tell us about. Tell us about Katana. All right, we get to see Katana. She does things like the fan left, which really looks like she's just uh, trying to show Liu Kang her Wi-Fi signal. Mm. And then we get to see a fan throw where she gives Scorpion basically the fan into his guts. And then the head chop where she uses her fan for the obvious purpose. But the friendship is... Yeah, she gives a cake. (laughs) And and no little John accompanying it, though. No. It's a piece of cake to take a cake. And then we have, uh, let's see, Raiden. A lot of head exploding fatalities in this one. Um, but yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> his, like, his, friend, his friendship is uh, a little kid, ver- kid thunder uh, comes out. It's a little smaller version. Joins him and like celebrates with the guy that you've beaten. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> it's probably one of the, uh, the animators put his kid up in a costume and they took the picture of him and said, like, you want to be in the game? Which, you know, that is a cool dad. He's like, how would you like to be one of Raiden's finishing moves? Okay. And then, let's see, we have Reptile, who always felt like a Scorpion Sub-Zero, like, just like, oh, we need another one of those guys to me. So I've never <laughs> really played much as Reptile, but uh, his his fatality, he goes invisible and uh, rips the torso off. Um, and in the friendship, has a career as a salesperson to fall back on with, don't, how, huh, I can't read what it's saying because there's like, a cloud behind it. How about having your own personal bodyguard? Buy a doll. Oh, so he, show, he gives you a reptile doll. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Let's see. And then we have Shang Tsung. Everybody Shang Tsung tonight. Um, <laughs> yep. Isn't he, wasn't he the rest? Like, wasn't he the old guy in the back the first time? Yeah. yeah it says here he's back from uh, Lucky to be Alive. He organized the second MK tournament. The only reason he's lucky to be alive is because he blew the first tournament by losing to Liu Kang. Oh. Shao Kahn was not impressed, but being the benevolent devil he is, he's allowing Shang Tsung to redeem himself with another round of battles. And uh, Shang Tsung gets to uh, morph, which means you can turn him into any other of the fighters and use their moves. That's lame. It's lazy. And his friendship is the IGN, no, <laughs> the uh, LGN rainbow. The gay pride rainbow. And then we have uh, Scorpion, who has a... Because he can turn into anything but straight. So get used to it, Dad. <laughs> All right, Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Uh, you know, you're probably pretty familiar with them from the first game. They don't really have very much coverage on them. Let's see, Toasty bonus. Toasty, Dad Ford yells us out whenever he appears in the lower right-hand corner of the screen while fighting in the portal. Two-player bouts only. Press up and start at the same time when you see him. Go back to Goro's lair. <laughs> so it's like one of the programmers, I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> and Scorpion, we don't get to see his friend maneuver. We just get to see his fatality where he rips off his, his face. And when mm. we say face, we don't mean his mask. We mean his friggin' face, like skin yeah. and everything. And he gives, like, this big scream that turns into an eruption of fire and blood. And Sub-Zero, he freezes his opponent and shatters the, like, ice form. Because, yeah, that's gotta, that's gotta sting. <laughs> Alright, so, onward and upward, would you say? Yeah, Super Bomberman 2. A little guy who's so cute he's got no reason to be that angry. <laughs> yeah... I guess what's one thing that's good here is like, um, it almost looks as good as the like subsequent Dreamcast games. So, I mean, crisp sprite work, um, Bomberman, you kind of know what you're getting, like grid-based bomb battles. Like, oh. I don't know. I was just looking for the uh, the guy that did the Mario artwork to see like if he is doing any other artwork, and I just saw on Facebook that uh, Dave Semenko died. Okay. Who was, uh, like, he uh, was on the Oilers with Gretzky. He was uh, Gretzky's bodyguard along with Marty McSorley. The guy from Back to the Future? <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, it's Bomberman 2. Um, 
Bomberman 2 is one of those games, like, if you have a bunch of friends and a multi-tap, it is the most fun you'll ever have with your super, like, with your, with your console. But if you, if you're not playing it with other people, like, like, I could see no reason to ever play through, like, the, like, the single player mode of this game. Like, it just, there's, (laughs) I don't know. I I mean, obviously there's, (coughs) they probably have puzzles and challenges and things like that, but, like, really, Bomberman is all about getting your friends, getting some beers, and just, like, trying to, you know, bomb each other out of oblivion. Like... <laughs> well, what a single-player campaign. The five bad bombers, Magnet Bomber, Golem Bomber, Pretty Bomber, Brain Bomber, and Plasma Bomber, are back. So, apparently, there was a story in the Bomberman 1, too. Yeah, I know. That's <sighs> what I'm saying. It's there, but... Why? You know, the value <laughs> of this is all in the multiplayer. <laughs> so. Oh, we get to see some interesting boss battles, which... Pretty cool. Like excellent graphics here. Yeah. The art style is pretty cool too. <laughs> and then um, Pretty Bomber, she sends like a uh, like a razor bladed daisy after you. Um, I mean, <laughs> gets to make some amazing faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she even has like a Disney style castle. Uni Bomber mails you the bomb. <laughs> oh, that's like the secret boss <laughs> when you when you find the wood track in the Ozarks <laughs> so yeah I mean what what would you do to like to explain Bomberman to someone that like doesn't understand Bomberman <laughs> it's kind of like what if the terrorists Got to just play with each other. (laughs) It's not what it's like, you retard. What if we took away their cause? What would they do all day? This is it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What makes Barman Barman is it's like every level is pretty much the same. It's just a series of, I don't know, what is it? It's like 10, you know, 6 by 6, so like 36 or so um, blocks. And there's a grid. And so you run around dropping bombs um, bombs with different abilities. There's power gloves. There's a kick. There's an extra bomb. There's like you know different stuff you can get, but in in essence, like the idea is to set up a, a series of explosions in a way to like either clear the level, or uh, you know bomb your friends into oblivion. If it, if we're talking about um, you know multiplayer, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things like it's not that interesting by yourself but when you have a couple people and you're playing against each other it's so simple that you know your friend who's never played it before after 15 minutes like can kind of have an understanding of it so that's why it's like one of those really good multiplayer games because you don't have to be that versed in the game to be good at it and it's still entertaining so that's what it has going for at least in my book but anything you want to add Mike? Nope the bosses look neat like they seem to be like at least they kind of break up the monotony yeah if you're playing through the single player which yep. that's all we really got to see here yeah but yep that's let's see it. that they have some coverage on the upcoming game uh killer, killer instinct. instinct you get to see a lovely screenshot of a skeleton with a lightsaber apparently <laughs> right uh, I don't think it's lightsaber. I think it's just a like an actual sword. But yeah. Um. So let's see. They're talking about the Ultra sixty four will debut later this year. Believe it or not, here are some images of, of or just a taste of what's in stake for Killer Instinct. So. Uh. This did sell a lot of sixty fours when it came out because it's just such a graphically beautiful game. Um. I don't. Think it really, you don't see people like having Killer Instinct tournaments <laughs> to this day or anything like that. I mean, I know they did they redid a version of it for for what the Wii U, right? Uh, maybe. I think they I think they did something. I I forget. Again, neither Mike nor I are giant fighting game guys, but uh, they they're going through some of you know it is definitely the a graphical pickup to the to the sixty four bit console generation so. They're going through uh, some of the characters that are going to be in the game. Um, Spinal, which is the skeleton Mike was referencing to. Uh, Spinal becomes black and white version of his opponent and gains the use of his or her special move. So, 
<laughs> he's gonna mimic special. There's Fulgore, who's like the seen predator. A lot, yeah, seen in a lot of the Killer Instinct advertising. He's like a robot-looking dude. Thunder is uh, a racist Indian, like Warblade guy. And we mean super racist. Yeah. But look at those nipples. They are full on. <laughs> and then there's Werewolf and Meltdown. So, you know, Meltdown uh, it personifies the Trump presidency so far. So. <laughs> His finishing move is, heavy, is that he tweets how much of a loser you are. <laughs> uh, let's see. We also have Ripter the Raptor is a cold-blooded killer. He'll attack... With his nails, teeth, and tail, he promised to be one of the most unusual characters in the game. There's also TJ Combo, who's a boxer, American bo- He's got, you know, American flag uh, shredded, um, was it, sli- a singlet, or? Uh, it looks like it's just like a regular, it looks like it's a skyline of a city on an Amer- on a star-spangled jersey. I don't know, I think it might be shredded at the base, so it's like Maybe. cut off. Really can't know. tell. It's a anyway. it's a poor film with a lot of shadow, and we're not just like that's not like a race that's not like a racist thing. It's just like he's like really shadowed out. And then we have Bee Orchid, who's got those one of those nineteen fifties pointy bras on apparently because she's just straight out. And <laughs> You're looking like a blow up doll. Some sort of latex bodysuit on. You can tell what they're going there. What demographic they're going for that. Uh, and let's see, Jago is some sort of martial arts ninja, uh, and Glacius <coughs> is like Iceman cometh. So, so yeah, Use, they're, uh, the they're working morph- on the game. Using the same morphing technique that grabbed attention in T2, he melts away into a puddle of liquid metal. It's an amazing effect, and it's only one of the many special moves that will send chills down the spine of his opponents. <laughs> so, yeah. It's not a ton of information, but they are kind of going through what's here, so it's interesting. It's definitely, you can see the graphical step up that's coming, so we got that going for us. But, you know, as most game people become aware over time, don't don't trust the PR material too early on, because you never know how much it's been, been done up, so. Ah. Pocky and Rocky 2. I love see. the first one. The, that, that, that Pocky and Rocky 1 is a fun game. Yeah, and this looks like it's just keeping. It look. This looks like more of the same. Yeah, I get to see. Uh, I get to see a lovely blue dragon with a kid with brown hair and a green gi on. Well, not a gi, more like a kimono. Basically, <laughs> this looks like an anime version of Scooby Doo. <laughs> we yeah. get to see Shaggy along with his brown talking companion, who is a furry animal. Except this time it is a tanuki instead of a uh, a marijuana-laden dog. <laughs> Although there is a green leaf being yeah. thrown by, by the thing, so yeah. I, think Brand- I think Brandon would love the fuck out of this game. I think everybody would. It's a fun game. It's, it's not too serious, but just the constant action. I don't know. I, I really like these games. Though I will say this does look like they didn't really do that much. From the original on this, unfortunately. But the well, art style's say, fun. They say it's a powered-up Pocky. <coughs> Usually a sequel to an entertaining game means there's twice the fun, twice the action, twice the challenge, and Pocky in Rocky 2 is no exception. The bosses that Pocky must fight with on her way to rescue Princess Luna are especially tough, and she will have to rely on her partners more than ever. In Pocky and Rocky 2, Pocky can throw her partner at an enemy and it will temporarily turn into its magical alter ego, which will crush, blast, or zap the enemy in that partner's own unique way. Also, Pocky can protect her partners in a unique way. She can join them and become one. So, you get to turn your friend into a projectile or fuse with them. So, it looks like they're, they did up it. So, this is not more of the same. Well, no. I, obviously, they may advance to some... But I'm just saying, like, it still, you know, the, very distinctively looks like the first game, though, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, the like, function. Yes, is, what, yeah. is more so. Looks great. Yeah. I like the first boss, Cannibal, which apparently is in Cannibal Animal. But wouldn't that mean he eats his own kind? Not... I don't know. I, they kind of messed up that name a little bit. But Well, well a Canama is like a... Uh... A South American lizard beast thing. It just says Chef Cannibal. 
Yeah. So I'm going with my interpretation. Uh, and then yeah. let's see, there's kind of an Okami looking boss here with Foxy. Um, yeah. Basically, like, uh, if you evolve your Vulpix incorrectly, <laughs> it turns yeah. into this. It's like a. <laughs> It's like if you don't train your Vulpix properly, that's what you end up with. Uh, Impy, which is... Unfortunately for you, Impy isn't wimpy. <laughs> Not only is she a strong fighter, she is incredibly, incredibly quick. It'll be difficult to get good shots when she's running and jumping around, but when Impy stops briefly, throw your partner and attack. 10G seems to be the best choice. So They're saying grab, grab 10G. Uh, Next is Rocky. Volta, the god of thunder and... Th- Thunder and lightning are his main weapons. Pocky should just shoot, shoot, shoot. And he gets to come after you with, like, lightning rod nunchuck things. Yeah. And then a demon gate. After fighting all these bosses, what could be next? How about a fucking door? <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's a pretty formidable door opponent there going on, so... <laughs> Uh, and let's see, uh, so that was, what, stage <laughs> six? And then and stage then... seven, you get to fight anal beads. Mm-hmm. And Bolta is, like, the demon gate, but, you know, full-bodied enemy. No, Bolta is Volta's brother. Hmm. And, and then, then stage... demon castle. Yep, stage nine is the final boss. And then Nintendo Power style. Oh, shit, we get to see Ninja Turtles. Yeah, they look like... Look, it's the fucking Ninja yeah. Turtles. Well, all Leonardo's, but yeah. <laughs> it's the copy and paste tool. But, and there's this cool, cool artwork with, like, Pocky throwing her card and Rocky with his leaf, like, ready to... <laughs> yeah, anyway. they're extreme. They're unleashed. I I don't know. These are... They're fun, stupid, you know, kind of throwaway games, but... It, it's definitely uh, they're entertaining. I don't know. I, I like it, I like the Pocky Rocky series. So it knows what it is and it does it right. Yeah. Let's see the uh, the poster this month. We have Donkey Kong Country coming our way. I'm just, I like the render on this poster isn't all that good. Like it's kind of got that like early Nintendo sixty four kind of look to it that you get where they're like trying to render backgrounds and animals in three D and all kinds of stuff. The game, fortunately, looks much better <laughs> than this poster <laughs> does, but I'm still always floored when I see like how great the graphics on this game are compared to everything else on the Super Nintendo. Like, they really did, you know, close out the Super Nintendo um, on an epic note with the the Donkey Kong series. Were really the highlights of the end of the run there. So, all right, uh, sports scene. So Mike's gonna check out for a while. This is your time to shine. <laughs> so we have Troy Aikman's NFL football, the concussion edition. <laughs> um, so he doesn't remember any of this, I can guarantee you. But uh, so we have Troy Aikman has his own football game. It looks like I forget who developed this one. Does it say here? Who's the developer uh, for? It's not EA. I'm gonna bet. Uh, you, you can go to the end of the issue. Talk a little yeah. bit about it. I'll find out who did it. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, it says here. Troy Will- was done Williams, by Williams Entertainment. There we go. It says it in the first line. Yeah, it involves reading. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh, okay. So what's next? Well, Troy's so- Trojan horses. What are you talking about? Where? Troy's Trojan Horses. The next. The, Troj- the Trojan Horses? That's what it should be called. <laughs> Which page are you on? The oh, next one. sorry. That's not another game. It's still the same game. That's why I was confused. Yes, right. the next well, page. okay. All right, sorry. Okay. So, uh, there is a mode where you can, like, spre- you can spread team budget on improving players, so that at least has something kind of cool in there. Uh, bail, mo- bail money, disappearing hookers. No, it's like, for instance, you can choose to feed great bales of cash to a cash elephant or spread the wealth around. In the same program, in the game program, the more bucks you spend increases the effectiveness of players at a position. You can also earn more money by winning games during the season. The result of this customized spending is that players give an extra strategic tool in feeling a champion. So, I mean, that's that's kind of cool, I guess. But, 
Uh, there's also ability to like edit plays. Looks like there's a play editor in there. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, and then they go on to the coverage of Tecmo Super Baseball. Well, we, we do get a play here. A free play, courtesy of Troy himself. <laughs> Which is the halfback... Actually, wait, no, it's a fullback in motion across the backfield to just behind the right tackle. Um, the running back runs up the middle. It's probably play action. The fullback goes out in a curl. The far right receiver goes for a, 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 a fly pattern. The uh, far left receiver does a like a curl inward, and um, the slot receiver does a hard cut uh, to the left over the middle. So basically, three players running right over the middle <laughs> towards each other, uh, allowing the defense to give a concussion to whoever catches the ball. So, <laughs> a la a Troy Aikman du jour. So, all right. Uh, let's see. We also, like I said, we have Tecmo baseball from Tecmo, obviously. Um, <laughs> I like the ad here. Yeah, we have the coach soaker, not sanctioned, not sanctioned by the Professional Coaches Association. It is a thirty-gallon capacity, thirty by thirty squirt scope, two-player adapter, two-player adapter for a single auto yeah. icer, whatever. Auto that means. icer, that's funny. <laughs> Compatible with all sports drinks and body fluids. <laughs> <laughs> so the the impregnator two thousand. Yeah. Finally found something to knock your mom up with. All right. Um, so let's see. You're going uh, to give her the Canadian sniper special. Um, Jesus. So um, the Tecmo Super Baseball looks like you can have a view like where you're playing as an individual. Because there's a view where you're like, right behind like a single outfielder watching the plays unfold. So it's kind of interesting. It looks like there might be a mode in here where... Once the ball has been hit, the view shifts to the outfielder who's closest to the ball, at least in theory. You can set the depth of your infield and outfield and shift. Uh, okay, well, all right. Sounds like camera jumps around. Never yep. mind. And then we get to see fall sports previews with pictures that probably do look good if they were laid You skipped, in. like, a whole bunch of shit. What the fuck, man? It was sports. Uh. <laughs> all right, tell me what, tell me what did I miss that was awesome. There's a parade. You missed a fucking parade. Oh, I did. One. I just didn't. They're all this. It's like a bunch of preppies basically jerking themselves off. Yeah, a parade. <laughs> and then, um, so let's see what else. We also have a super soccer camp uh, or super soccer champ. I don't know. They 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 forgot the H. And... <laughs> super soccer camp. So there's USA this versus one, team. This one time versus... at soccer camp, they have USA versus Team Pepsi and. And right there, and <laughs> we get Brazil. to see Brazil versus the USA. <laughs> oh, jeez, Brazil just is like insanely dominant. That's crazy. <laughs> remember that? Remember that uh, that picture which had like Nigeria versus Germany? Yeah, don't spell <laughs> that out. All right, so um, it looks like kind of arcadey. So that's kind of cool. How's that going for us? But other than that, not really a ton going for it. So let's yeah. see. Uh, and then there's a looks like a NASCAR game. I don't yeah. know. Let's see. All these pictures ESPN look fuzzy. ESPN Speedworld brings home with the strategies of NASCAR circuit with 15 tracks, burning rubber, revving engines, and enough fumes to choke a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> the ESPN license doesn't bring any of the circuit's drivers, but the tracks closely match the hottest pavement in the country from Oregon to Florida. There's enough variety. Okay, so it's like an unlicensed NASCAR game. Just what nobody ever wanted to play. <laughs> Let's see. What do we have coming down the pipe? As Mike alluded to in the fall sports preview. Um, fuzzy pictures. Fuzzy pictures, fuzzy pictures. And a Formula One game. Some sort of basketball something or other. NBA. NBA Live. Okay, so it's the first NBA Live game. Uh, it looks like it's a Super Nintendo version. They gone with the isometric view that everybody loves to hate. So, hmm. All right. What else? What's next, Mike? Next is a game called Blackthorn, which I have not heard of. Sounds like a like a code name for like a British, like it's like a James Bond mission spy name. 
says, No mercy. Kyle Blackthorne is having a serious identity crisis. Dude, that's a great porn name. (laughs) Kyle Blackthorne. An intricate storyline is woven around this character, and it places him in two entirely different realms. Realms? Realms. You're overwhelmed. Underwhelmed. No, he's just nominally whelmed. I'm the underminer. Is he a modern-day, highly-trained, legendary mercenary? Or is he the twin son of an otherworldly king who was sent to Earth to avoid an untimely demise in a world that was falling apart at the seams? He's neither. Either either case should prove to be enough to build a game upon, but it turns out both are true. What a bonus. Interplay's (laughs) manual for the game goes into great detail regarding the storyline. It's a good read. You should definitely check it out. For this review, we're going to stick with the gameplay, which, by the way, is very cool. And we get to see some cool screenshots of red demons in shadow. And this seems like overboard. it was made for uh, taste test, by the way, because it looks awful in a good way. Yep, and we get to see Kyle Blackthorn, which is again cashing in on that uh, badass Native American yeah. vibe, kind of like Rambo, but yeah, like played by Adam Beach. <laughs> All right, uh, there's also like Ganondorf in the mine, apparently. Look at this, like page forty-five. Galadriel waits for you at the end of the mine. It looks totally like fucking Ganon. Or, like, Gandalf. Look at that. Oh, yeah. See this? Yep, Galadriel is Gandalf. Meet mm-hmm. your mentor from ages past. Thou shall not pass! <laughs> Unless thou studies! <laughs> so, yeah, the first mission is a mine. You have to fight your way through it, looks like. There's also a tree mission, so it's like Ferngully or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Revenge of the Ewoks. <laughs> and then you get to fight a guy called Andromedogs. It is kind of cool here. They give you, like, what you have to do. So, like, it's like, get the Iron Key. Use the Iron Key to open the Laser Gate. Get the Levitator. Use the Levitator to get the Remote Wasps. Use the Remote Wasps to, like, overtake the the Upper Northeast Patriarchy. <laughs> so... <sighs> Yeah, yeah. This game looks like it's worth a uh, a tackle. Yeah, it looks odd in a good way though. So uh, there's three sections to the four sections to the tree level, and then the remainder of Kyle's destiny filling quest is much more treacherous than sections we've covered. Caution, use care as well as a dose of reckless abandon are what you need. <laughs> Caution, care as well. Okay, that's funny. So, eh. it looks yeah. bad, but like it might be an enjoyable bad, but it's very likely just bad bad. That's my reaction to this game. <laughs> Next is Aerobiz Supersonic. And uh speaking of Shalnat Pass, we get to see a stewardess who looks a little more masculine than she should. Her name's Russell. <laughs> yeah, all these stewardesses are like they could they really work on their lats, if you know what I mean. Like they got <laughs> Yeah, well, very muscle-bound kind of draw st- drawing style to them. Yeah, the next stewardess, uh, we get to see her talking about, like, fastening your seatbelts, which she's got that smirk on her face, like, she's into some bonded shit, and you're going to find out <laughs> on this flight. So, what's, again, we've covered this, this, like, series before. This isn't a flight simulator. It's an airline simulator. So, like, it's about managing routes and like what areas you're going to take on as a company like so it's not actually about the flying it's about like managing yeah managing the airline yeah managing the airline like tactically (laughs) this is so freaking japanese yeah (laughs) it's like how can we make a game fun by sucking all the fun out of it oh well there we go that's our first step they have introduced the board meeting uh, dynamic, so if you need <laughs> advice, you can call This them. is obviously propaganda for training their kids. Yeah. It's just like, I'll get you a video game, but instead of like, you don't need to prepare to learn how to fight alien vessel lasers on a, another planet. That will, that will, you will never come across that. But this is a job, this is a game that will prepare you for your future. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things that like, a certain minds like certain demographic would really enjoy this. I, I would actually probably give this a try. Just because 
of the weirdness of it, but I don't know if I'd be willing to like really sit through it and and like learn the intricacies of it. I I would probably get too bored too quickly on something like this. But yeah, you know, but it's worth at least a first level. Right. Try. Get a feel. For, get a feel for it. See if you can run an airline or not. So. <laughs> Um, all right, let's see. Um, yeah, we get to see the stewardess showing off an air mask with a big smile on her face, and for like she, her skin is as orange as her hair. Yeah, and her and her vest, and then the we get to see a pilot who has got like a big open smile. Like I don't know he's up to no good. <laughs> it's it's like those oxygen masks are really just like sleeping gas. <laughs> so in the event of turbulence, like this will just like put you out, and then he like gets out of the turbulence, and you know, however you wake up, whatever, just be glad you woke up. And uh, then we get to see a, the last one. We get to see a girl with cheekbones in her orbital socket. Like the yep. last one, she. <laughs> oh my god! It's like if it's like if Picasso actually got to got into like genetic engineering <laughs> yeah they got some weird looks here i don't know the art oh style is a little odd it's like, like Hil- the, the, the stewardess looks like hillary clinton with an extra chromosome or two no it's more just like a ton of botox is what's going on there <laughs> jocelyn wildenstein if she flew the friendly skies so Alright, and then we have Vortex, the game, which, oh my god, does it look bad. If MechWarrior, uh, if, <laughs> if MechWarrior was made with the effects chip. Wow. And it looks, looks so, so bad. bad. Oh, my god. And they even get to show us a comic. There's a pieces of a comic here that talk about morphing battle system. Your battle simulation is concluded. And we get to see... Yeah, all I don't know what's going on. It's like they put a bunch of money into their Nintendo Power coverage for some reason. Not huh? realizing that the game was going to be, oh my god, Star Fox. Star Fox did so good, they thought people fucking love polygons. Yeah, but this isn't... I don't think this is a Nintendo... It has to be. Oh. It, it looks like... The, the same design chip. team that collaborated with Nintendo on Star Fox Argonaut Software also did programming on Vortex so the Star Fox team helped them but it's not a Nintendo game yeah I I don't know it looks pretty atrocious it's I don't know I don't even know how to describe like there's just it's like you know just basic polygon battle tank kind of looking game um, with just a few items in the foreground and like just infinite nothing, just you know cl- clouds on the horizon behind you, like on a flat 3D plane. Think about like, Superman 64. Yeah, except somehow worse. <laughs> uh, and then we get to see an overhead map, which really looks like Pop, which really looks like Pac-Man, at one point for stage two. Mm. And then we get to see more pictures of these comics. Like they really sunk the marketing into this one. Yeah, I don't and get I, it. And I can't look <laughs> at any of it. It's so fucking awful. <laughs> like, this, it just makes me angry. I don't want to play this game at all. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so, let's skip. Let's move. Get to see Shien's Revenge. One ninja's quest. In a land torn by civil wars, Shien and Asuka have protected the people with their ninja powers. Just yeah. when it looked like the fighting went in, an evil power appeared and kidnapped Asuka. Now Shien must fini- begin his solitary quest to save Asuka from an unknown evil. And we get to see him. We get to see a, a hand, a hand-drawn shinobi guy, and it is perfect Rob Liefeld style of a yeah. guy with regular-sized legs and a upper torso and arms, which are well. Barry Bonds would be jealous of this guy's frame. Well, it also might be just be like the way the kimono is like falling sort of thing. I don't know. But uh, here... It looks like, cool. This, this looks this, like a fun game. <laughs> this is the only time we get to see him because yeah. the rest of it is a first-person shooter and all you get to see is his hand holding his uh, yeah. his weird triangular blade. It's kind of odd 
perspective for the game. You're right about that. Um, it's like a scrolling you, shooter. Yeah. And see, they say you can use the mouse or the controller to play. Um, you're given throwing stars, ninja knives, slash attack, and magic orb attack. So This seems to be basically like the Punisher, but the Japanese version of it. Yeah, I could see that. At least the art style and stuff looks cool. I don't know mm. how how enjoyable would would be like after a short amount of time, but <laughs> well, only one way to find out. Guest on the taste test, and let's do this. Uh, I don't know if I'm blowing my wad on that one, but <laughs> let's see who are you, the bosses. You, you plan on only being on the show once, so you're going to make it count. <laughs> yes. <laughs> If I am ever on the show. <laughs> Alright, so... Let's see. Stage one. John has trouble with it, because he's just like, I'm already on the same feed. Why would I... like? I'd have to talk to you again. No. It's... One podcast a week's enough. <laughs> but if we... Maybe during the break. Maybe when we break during the, uh, the summer, I could... Or between the next year, I could come and <laughs> do one with you. That might be doable. Yeah, Alright. So, uh, let's see, stage one, Sawtooth is the boss, um, which is, he looks like... He looks like a Japanese, a Japanese version of the Green Goblin from Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and then there's, like, a dragon boss for stage two, Cow, who's a, like, comes right at the screen, you slash him. Oh, he's like a flaming lizard serp, river serpent. And, uh, the rest of it is, like, weird piranha things. Yeah, and also like a Zora from <laughs> Zora from, from Zelda. Yeah. Um, and then let's see, stage three, Wolfgang is some sort of like demon spirit that you battle. Why not just call him Death? Because that's what he looks like. Yeah, he does. Fair bit. Uh, stage four, Bangle has uh, Bangle is the leader of Genghis Khan's troops. He's big. He's bad. He fights dirty. Shoot one or two throwing stars. When he's in the distance, then use your knife on him before he rams you with his charge. He has this, like, loincloth that looks like it's very strate- strategically placed to cover his monster dong. <laughs> and then, and then uh, we get to see him do an extreme close-up where he puts his hand up to your face and blocks out the sun, basically like the time I pissed off Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, this the views on this are interesting, to say the least. Just the way that they've they've done... Sort of the layout here. I don't know. Yeah. And then we get to see The Undertaker, who has really gone over, over a facelift since his WWF days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when everybody remembers in, you know, 1998 when he threw mankind from the top of the cage match and <laughs> hell in a cell. <laughs> uh, oh, what's that stupid meme? I don't remember. Like, people. Hell in a cell? That. There's like. A Reddit thing where like you start telling a story and then you like make it long and winding and then you, you everyone ends it with like oh and then in 1996 when Undertaker threw mankind on top of from the top of the cage through a table to end the hell in the cell or something like that like <laughs> it's just like god damn it like I thought you were telling the truth but you're just making up some long story <laughs> so you could talk about Undertaker throwing mankind so anyway <laughs> Um, I think this is a good break, actually, because there's a you know about forty pages left or so. So maybe the hour at the hour mark here, we're gonna want to wrap it up. Yep, sure thing. So thank you for joining us for part one of issue sixty four. We will be seeing Nintendo sixty four. Woohoo! <laughs> Conspiracy. <Yeah. laughs> Numbers mean things. All right. Uh, so yeah, Mike, if they want to reach out to us. Uh, Let's see, the Facebook group is probably the best way, but so, you know, Playing With Power Podcast on, on Facebook. We also have our website, uh, playing, playingwithpowerpodcast.com. Uh, we, if you could please leave us any reviews on iTunes, it would be appreciated. That's the best, best place to leave a, leave a review uh, for the podcast rankings. And Mike's champing at the bit to say something. So. We can also be reached at playingwithpowerpodcast at gmail.com. And yep, if you want to support the show, pay us tribute. There is patreon.com slash playing with power. And there's you know Twitter too if you want to twat it, Mike. So <laughs> No, twat is the past tense. 
Oh, okay. I twatted. All right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So, anything? And then, uh, Mike, any projects you're working on? Well, we got the uh, the graveyard shift still Ooh. going strong. Next, by the time this airs, we will our latest episode will be The Shining. <laughs> There's already more fans for that one than this one, so maybe we need some plugs over there. But <laughs> all right, uh, and with that, um, you want to take us on out, Mike? I'm Mike, and I'm John, and you've been playing with Tom. Entertainment system. Now you're playing with.